Hello! Um, I'm Ross is giving me a thumbs up via the internet. There's a 21st century phrase for you. <laughs> so I'm assuming that means that we are now officially started, Ross. Yes, we have. And... Hooray! And welcome back uh, once again at long last. Sorry, but we are <laughs> super busy these days being responsible adults. Uh, but welcome back to Creek Me Armstrong. I am James. And I'm Ross. And um, I've just been... Um, Miming the uh, the theme to Star Trek, the Rafa Khan to James, but he, he it, couldn't hear it. it just, so. But I couldn't hear it, so it just looked like Ross was it was having some sort of seizure. Oh, was what's just, happening? Yeah, what, I was just doing going the on? trumpets. So this is a, a 25th anniversary special of um, for, of Star Trek. Yes. Um, so, which was uh, last week or the week before, last I believe. Indeed, it was. Yes. Yeah. There we go. I, I just turned it down, stopped me hearing myself, and then. Well, I could um, I couldn't hear you anymore, James. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's a great tragedy, um, is it? <laughs> it's uh, as always shit. And we're gonna turn that off. That's better. I can't hear myself anymore. So, James, what did you do to celebrate the twenty fifth anniversary of Star Trek? Well, I um, have just been because uh, Netflix in the UK have very kindly, and we, we should point out for anyone that you know British Netflix is not like American Netflix or the Canadian Netflix. We're uh, Obviously, like Netflix's own series, we get the moment they're released abroad, but we're often lagging behind our continental uh, neighbours uh, in new stuff getting added to Netflix. So I really hate it. Various different American Twitter accounts I follow often go, what's been added to Netflix this week? And I never even click on it because I know it would just make me sad and depressed at the stuff that we haven't got on our Netflix. But brilliantly enough, um, the other month, they suddenly dumped a huge amount of Trek onto Netflix. So, the original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, and the animated series. Oh, I don't know, the animated series is on there. Animated series is on there as well. I haven't watched any of them yet, but they are on there. It was just, uh, my daughter's getting really into Ninja Turtles at the moment, or either, now she's kind of just Teenage Ninjas. No, sorry, Teenage Mutants. Yep. Which, um, sounds more like a, uh, a John Wyndham novel or something. <laughs> but, but they they seem to, they are watching um, the Turtles have got a uh, a fans of something which is obviously the, the uh, animated um, Star Trek. All, all the styles of the animation and everything is all is spot on. So whoever was making that is a is a fan of the animated series of Star Trek, but they've just sort of slightly changed it. Which I was thinking, oh, that's, that's a nice little touch there. Yeah, anyway, so it was my animated. Cool. So uh, what I've been doing is I've just been uh, revisiting some some classic Trek from my youth, as it were. And when mm -hmm. I say classic Trek, I don't mean the original series. I mean episodes that I have loved. Yeah. And last night, in a way that was in no way wasting my time on planet Earth whatsoever, <laughs> I went through... And I made a list of all my favourite ever Next Generation episodes. Okay. And I, I spent some time mulling over what was good about Next Generation and what was not so great about it, maybe. And then I've also tonight just been, whilst waiting for you to come online, uh, I've, I've been having a look at some Voyager episodes as well. Awesome. Well, okay, so brilliant. Do you want to lay some on? on, on should I just tell you what I did quickly before you go yeah, into your long list? You tell me what you did. Oh, all we did, um, I watched... Uh, the episode, I think it's called Galileo 5. The, yes. The original one. Because in my memory, that was a one of my favourite next um, original series one. But when we watched it back with Beck, it was, um, this, isn't, this isn't great. This is um, <laughs> this is the episode where um, Spock gets marooned 
on the uh, on the planet with Scotty and um, and McCoy and some other randoms who and, and they just spent the whole episode having to go to Spock for being a, oh, a, a Vulcan and just be, basically workplace bullying, isn't it? Exactly. Um, uh, but Spock gets a load of people killed um, <laughs> by some um, some giants who change size depending on what way you're looking at them. Who are yeah. throwing really bad giant um, spears at the uh, at the ship, and uh, but in the end, they get back to Earth by uh, sorry, get back yes. to the get back to the uh, Enterprise by Spock doing something illogical. Um, oh. But he said at the end, um, doing something illogical was the only logical um, thing to do at that point, yes. and then they all just have a laugh. As and, they do, as, yeah. as they used to like to yeah. at, at the end of uh, original episode, original series episodes. Yeah, um, I I saw following the um, having watched Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. There's that. Oh, talk, oh sorry, Karen. I was going to mix it with Beyond, but we need to talk about that tonight as well. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry. You're right. That's that. <laughs> we're absolutely bang on it as always, yeah. everybody. That's exactly what I meant. Star Trek Beyond, the latest one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's the line, isn't it? When, when they talk about uh, or, or Simon Pegg, as Scotty says, oh, you know, it can take into account any number of things, or you know, it could be caused by any number of things, up to and including a giant green hand. Yeah. Right. And so after that, I said to, to Lily, "You do, you know, that, I did a bit of mansplaining and went, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you, you know, that's a reference to you know one of the famous original series episodes that." You know, the Enterprise gets grabbed by grabbed by a big green hand. So she said, "Oh, let, let, let's watch it. Let's watch that one." Mm-hmm. And that was the one that who mourns for Adonis. <laughs> the episode title was amazing, fantastic, and that's the one where, and of course, when you watch it on Netflix, it's now all with the beefed up special effects. Oh. But the well, even though a beefed up the green, green hand, hand is still just a big green hand yeah. grabbing ship. It's not that beefed up, and. Uh, yeah, it just turns out, you know, there's there's a guy who, again, kind of almost like a Q, is not omnipotent, but is super powerful and just believes that, that he's one of the Greek gods. Mm-hmm. And there's a slightly foxy member of the uh, Enterprise crew who's got his soft focus. And he, of course, Vaseline on the lens. Yeah. And they kind of intimate that, like, oh, Scotty's punching above his weight here. Mm-hmm. And you, she's like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, I'm on the away team too. And you immediately think, she's going to get tapped up by the Greek god. That's yeah. exactly what happens. Does the Greek god talk with an, an echoey voice? Of course he does. Yeah. That's exactly how he Does talks. he control one of them to make them dance around? He doesn't make them dance around. Uh, he punishes them with like lightning strikes uh-huh. with, uh, and, thing, and things like that. And the Enterprise is trapped. Anyway, it, it, once again, as with the uh, the Galileo Five, maybe haven't aged spectacularly. Yeah. Still love it though. And Beck, <laughs> Beck did let on to you some. I do find Nimoy only a Spock strangely attractive. That's <laughs> all. You know, I seem to remember from my sort of fancy days that lots of people found him strangely attractive. <laughs> he, had, he had a mysterious sexuality. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, James, you want to go through your favourite episodes and then maybe, okay, we, then maybe, we, maybe we could... Um, tears. We're going through them all. I'm just going to read my list. They are in order. They are in order. The best ever Next Generation episodes ever. Um, uh, I'm going to say a couple of like, very obvious truisms here, which I think maybe everyone knows. Number one, the moment Gene Roddenberry died, it gets infinitely better. <laughs> way, way better, the second Gene Roddenberry's dead. And, of course, the moment Ronald D. Moore, the, the, the brains behind Battlestar Galactica and now Outlander, of course, the second he gets involved, it leaps up in quality. It gets mm-hmm. infinitely better. Uh, so, so there, there, there is that, and um, this, this is my main thought last night because I was thinking, oh, we're bound to talk about um, 
is it what's what's the new series called Star Trek? We're uh, like the worst geeks ever. Oh my it's god! Star Trek Discovery, but it's not, is it? Oh, right. <laughs> got to have a look. Look it up. Okay, I'm glad everyone's taken the time to download this this evening. Um, <laughs> yeah, what I is it called? Fun. Because I've been really excited about it. Is it called Dis- Discovery? It's not called that. Star Trek. <laughs> to a couple of middle-aged old men here. <laughs> Desperately trying to remember. Googling things. <laughs> okay, Google. What is the name of the new Star Trek series? Oh, it is Discovery. Yeah, well oh, done. No, okay. I was going to talk then. Yeah. But for entertainment's sake, it is Discovery. I mean, my, my gut instinct was right. Yeah. Um, but yes, so leading up to... You made me question myself, James. Oh, sorry, sorry. Leading up to our inevitable discussion about that, I think one of the things that it, mm. uh, and indeed all of the Trek series suffer from, that maybe the new one won't, mm-hmm. is that sort of American network TV, the uh, seasons were always like 24, 25 episodes. And whereas now, especially in this era of peak TV, we've got used to um, plots that last an entire season, what you get is you don't get that. You just get a number of done-in-ones, don't you? Mm -hmm. It's a, here's what's going on this week, with only kind of like minimal character uh, um, or minimal plot development. Mm -hmm. And with Trek, it's only when it gets up to about season four or five, where obviously all the actors are so comfortable in the roles by then and so and so well established. Mm. It's really kind of, they, they kind of ping off of each other really, really well. That one that I sent you a picture from the other night, yeah. which is, again, one that I'd never seen before. Uh, and I was almost, I was going to start talking about this with Ross before uh, we started recording, is um, it's one called, it's one of the last ever ones, Ross. Uh, and it's called, hang on, I've written it down. That's this how good I am. Not that. The Pegasus. Okay. Right. It's called the Pegasus because you know it turns. It turns out that like Riker's the first ship that Riker was on. Mm-hmm. There was um, basically they, they thought that the ship was lost because there was a mutiny. Mm-hmm. Like, there was some weird. They were doing like some mysterious weapons test on it. Uh, and Riker, and along with the captain, is only a number of few. Was only one of the few people that got off of the ship. So it's all about them finding the ship and all the rest of it and all mystery. But basically, the captain that got off the ship with Riker, who turns out to be an arsehole, is Terry Quinn from Lost. Okay, awesome. from Lost. I, I like, remember that. Look at this. This yeah. is amazing. I thought, gonna, I thought it was going to be the one where um, his uh, transport double the. Uh, no, that's good. That, yeah. that one's good as well. Yeah, that was a good one. So, yeah, that was the one I was watching. And at the start, he's just out and out shading off Patrick Stewart. Yeah. He's taking, just, just taking the piss out of him. Patrick Stewart like, raises a wry eyebrow. Mm-hmm. And you do think, this is what the, their relationship should have been by the end of series two, not by the end of series kind of six. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really like the idea in Discovery that we're doing it all from number one's um, perspective. And I would, I would yeah. in my mind at the moment, it feels like, oh, okay, are they, are they going to make the captain the bad bad guy is, is this going to be yeah is there going to be some secret you know stuff happening behind door behind doors which the I rest of us so. are not aware of i think that would definitely be the case because mm. the thing to remember as well is that is that brian fuller who's behind it has worked on track before hasn't he yeah he's, um, he's got track he's got he's got track i believe he worked on um voyager didn't he 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, I think, when I, when I was watching it, uh, and the Voyager episodes I watched before I get back to the next generation, what I thought was, in many ways, I think, you know, people are too harsh on Voyager. Mm. I think, I know she's gone on to be great in Orange, Oranges and the New Black, but Kate Mulgrew's Janeway is really good when she mm. get back. And they've got some really good, and it's that thing where, like, seven, seven or Nine is good, The Doctor, Robert Picardo is good, um, and Ethan Phillips is Neelix. Mm. Ethan Phillips is a, is a fantastic actor who's yeah. in the Llewellyn Brothers' is, um, in, uh, Inside Llewellyn Davis. And, he's a, and you think... Yeah, it's just kind of just like really... Chakotay and stuff like that, just let it down, I, I feel. Oh, well, exactly let's not have a Chakotay thing, or a Harry, was he called Harry Quinn? Harry, Harry Kim, Kim yeah. like, the magnificently named Garrett Wang. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that is the problem. Is that when you look at it, you're like they've got six really fantastic actors surrounded by a load of people who are just kind of like, you know, you kind of just not not a lot of charisma. But in a lot of episodes, they do carry on that kind of good Trek tradition of doing ethical episodes. I mean, there's that episode where one of the Q con- oh, and more on the Q continuum in a second, where one of the Q continuum turns up and wants to die. Mm. So it's like a euthanasia episode. So mm. it kind of debates the merits of euthanasia. And that's very good. And that's what Trek's all about, as well as this kind of idealised future. Mm. I think talking about like, modern ethical issues is good. And there's another Voyager episode, as I was flicking through, where they kind of, they're talking about the death penalty, mm. where the, you know, they, they save a load of people off of this planet including the jailers and the prisoners. And yeah. they're saying, well, these guys were due to die. And so you think, well, that's great. That's really good. And that's what Trek's all about. Uh, and, of course, it looks it looks good. Voyager looks quite good. Uh, it's, it's aging okay. There's only some of the CGI that looks a little bit shonky. Mm. Um, but I, I just think it, it, it's that thing. I think people were a little bit against it. A little bit too... It was I think it's just, yeah, Star Trek had just been on TV for too long. Trek and fatigue, it, wasn't it, by yeah. that? Yeah, and I'm you're just comparing it to, you know, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, you know, yeah. and yeah, yeah. It, was just, and it just felt like it was just a little bit more of the same, but not with your favourite characters in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. And uh, one of the, one of the ones I saw, I thought, oh, I bet Ross would enjoy this. Um, it's called the episode was called Q Two. Q Sun. Oh. Sun. Played by. Have a guess. Well, probably played by the uh, the guy who plays Q. No, close. No, very close. Who? John Delancey's actual son. son. Oh, brilliant! And he's like, oh, he's a petulant teenager, and I don't know how to deal with him. Mm-hmm. So I watched that one just because I thought oh, I bet Ross would enjoy this. Mm-hmm. If we were watching it. any Q, any Q episodes, you can just tell we're a chance for the. Paramount production team just to go a bit mental. Yeah, just to like, go, go in and just pick up random costumes from ra- the costumes. Random stuff and go, ha Mon Capitan. Yeah, get the, ma- uh, get the Mexican um, band in. Mariachi band. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? And then what I was watching, he was like, oh, um, young Q gets bored, so he turns engineering into a massive rave. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy alien ladies. And I was like, come on. You could tell they were just bored and went, let's just put let's just so this. This is on Voyager, yeah? So yeah, that's yeah. So Jack, and that's one of the adventures which Jonathan Freaks relived on in the uh, in the holodeck. Yeah. And of course, seeing that you know, uh, just in case anyone hasn't, and I wouldn't blame you really, and listen to one of the old creep with Armstrongs, that we Ross dropped the bombshell on me that the final episode of Star Trek Enterprise featured the magnificent, iconic Jonathan Frakes. Um, basically, you kind of. In- interacting and, and uh, reliving the, yes. the last episode of Enterprise, yeah. Yes, that's right. 
So I watched it, and it wasn't as bad as like dun dun dun. Look, there's Jonathan Frakes. They make out right from the start that he's on the Enter- he's on Enterprise D's hologram. Um, yeah. So there is that, and it is all about like him. Uh, he's, he's got some sort of command issue that he wants to look back, and you know there, there are a couple of nice nods in it because Deanna Troy's in that episode too. Oh, Very okay. Uncertus is in it. Kind of talking to him about it, saying, "Oh, you know, why are you running this holiday? You know, why are you running this holiday program?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, when I the last time I saw this ship, of course, it's a museum ship now, mm. and they take school kids onto it." And I was like, "Oh, that's quite nice. That's a nice touch." Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that, um, so yes, that probably was one of the things that uh, uh, the, the, the I've got to say, one, one of my favourite um, Twitter accounts is Riker's Google. What's Riker's googling on the yeah. on the impression? That's really good. Yep, yeah, amazing. Um, there's also a good one on um, Twitter. It's um, uh, Lieutenant Wolf's um, emails. Have you seen? Are you following that one? Oh, that's quite good. That's uh, just a, cu- a couple of quick ones. Ones, and I've got. I, I highlighted a couple of ones that I thought I know that I watched with Ross. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh yeah. And when and when I watched it again, I thought, not only does that stand up, but now I'm older, I like it even more. Mm. And the, the episode is tapestry. And it's the one where Q gives Picard the chance to go back to when he's younger. Okay. Do you remember that one? Probably. It's just all, I've seen. I, I, have, I have honestly seen every episode of Star Trek apart from um, some of DS Nine and um, Enterprise. Um, it's one of the ones that starts off with like um, Picard has basically uh, is is on the verge of death. Okay. Something's gone wrong on an on an, on an away mission, and they beam him into sick bay. And when I was watching it, I was like. Mm. That's the thing. Sometimes the direction of the, this episode, there was no drama. To, like, oh my god, Picard might die. Mm. Uh, even even Beverly Crush is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know, it's like, come on, look, yeah. pizzazz in this. Mm-hmm. And and then it looks like he's going to die. And then we see him in, you know, it's it's the bright white light and all the rest of it. And you think he's going to meet God in inverted commas, but of course, ho ho, it's Q. Yeah. And he says, oh, I'm on Capitan. Welcome <laughs> to the afterlife. And then he takes him back to his youth. Mm-hmm. And then he says, the reason you're dead is because your false heart exploded. Right. It got hit by a tachyon beam or something like that. And he's like, how come you haven't got a real heart? And then with that, it cuts to like like the young him being beaten up and mm-hmm. stabbed. He's like, and he's like, well, what's the deal here? What's that all about? And he says, well, I got into a fight with these guys. And uh, you know, I've regretted it for most of my life. So he then has to go back, and Q gives him the chance to go back and be his young self, but with old head on young shoulders. Old, course, old head old, on young shoulders. So exactly. Yep. And of course, the whole thing is is that um, it all goes terribly wrong, and then when it cuts to the altered future, he's nobody. He's just like, you know, he's like tech advisory on the Enterprise. He's, oh, okay. He's, so he's, 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 he's a wonderful he's a, life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, the point, and then he goes and says, he goes up to Riker and Troy and says, you know, can I talk to you? And says, why have I never got any, you know, why, why aren't I, in ch- why, am I, why aren't I a commander? And they're like, because you never took a risk. You're, mm-hmm. you're not so, you're really happy to stay safe and, and, and play it safe. So the whole, you know, the moral of the story is he realizes, you know, you've got to be out there. You've got to take risks when you're young and you've got to go, you know, and mm-hmm. you learn from your mistakes and all the rest of it. Okay, so so something you should be shown in your school, James. Maybe so. Well, you know, as we were talking about uh, primary school with your daughter, that's all they're doing. Yeah. Doing a video, so I might put that on. But again, we saw that when we were teenagers, and now I'm virtually a middle-aged man watching it. I was like, this, 
It's just a lovely episode. It's great. Yeah. And it's good because they got the they got the, the room and the space to say, do this, which they can't do in the films. Yes. Yeah. Oh, und- undoubtedly, all, all of that sort of stuff. So okay. that was a great one. Watching that again. Um, uh, the other one, of course, I, it was things like, um, of course, I, I rewatched uh, yesterday's Enterprise. Yeah, that's still fantastic. And what I note now, of course, now now I'm older and wider, wiser, and know more about and wider, of course, and and wider, yeah. and know more about television production is at the start. If it just says that it's written by one or two people, it's probably not that good as an episode. Mm-hmm. If it's written, if it says written by from a story by, it's normally one of the great ones. Yeah, it's normally one of the crackers because yesterday's Enterprise, it's about seven people writing it and working on it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, what we know about like writers' rooms, so i.e., two of my favourites, Mad Men and Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, those were all you know they're all kind of worked out in a in a writers' room. You might have one person mm-hmm. writing, so and you can really see looking at the really great episodes when it says written by Ronald D. Moore, da 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 da. It's like four of them, and then mm-hmm. it goes into the next screen from a story by. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. And that's exactly what yesterday's enterprise is. You're like, okay, that's clearly someone had a good idea, and then they workshopped it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It is really, really great, and, and a, a fantastic hour. So that was good, and that was up there with um, the uh, cause and effect as well. The one where the enterprise keeps blowing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and again, watching it again, it's it's great when they keep reliving the same bit over. Yeah, and over. it's just brilliant. Then you, yeah, you you've gone back to a show which. You know, um, how, how old? Uh, I was twenty years old. Yeah, they It's still, it's still good. You know, still, yes. Interesting that you, but you haven't got, haven't gone back so, so much to um, the original series. You know, no, because I think the thing is, um, is, it, is it, it's fifty years too far back. Because yeah, I've tried, I've tried to watch uh, William Hartnell Doctor Who. Mm. You know, mm. and um, completely different beast. There's the odd episode, which is good, good, but it's just it's just the pacing and the uh, yes, yeah. But saying that, I still I still will watch original Star Trek, but I it, you have to be very um uh, selective. If there's anything where they've gone back to be gangsters or um and, and just like you what, know, what 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 set did we have? Uh, yeah, up, up and running at Paramount on this day. Yeah, yeah. But I still love um uh you know sit on the edge of forever, brilliant, and, and things like that. But you know, it's just yeah. Uh, one second. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I asked John to be quiet so that the 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 edit would be seamless, and he just starts huffing. So we've just been um, joined by um, sometime collaborator John Poutney. Hi, John. Yeah. Hi, Cleaver. It's uh, crackling. It's all right. Don't worry. No, we're, um, no. We're just. We're just. It's come back again. <laughs> shut up. We've just been, um... <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Get up! <laughs> going through um, our favourite episodes of Star Trek. Yes, Star not Trek. all of them. Not individually. No. This is our Star Trek special. Um, and I was just saying that um, James's list has been comprising of mostly Next Generation. And I was just saying, um, you know, do, does he still think... Next, uh, the original series is uh, worthwhile going back to watch. I was, um, and I was saying that um, I, I, there are the odd episodes I love, but some of them just haven't aged too well. Um, mainly ones which are they, they, they might be going back in time to Earth's past, which seems yeah, to, yeah. 
but I know you've been watching a lot of um, original series recently. Well, yes, I started, because well, I found out via Twitter that um, all of the Star Trek series had been put on to... Um, Can you turn Jaws down a little bit in the background? Can we turn Jaws down, George? Oh. Is that better, Cleves? That's better. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> um, so I found out that um, all the series have been put onto um, Netflix. So it took me a while to find them because I'm not very tech savvy with things <laughs> like this. Oh my god! It's, yeah, go. <laughs> one of the easiest interfaces. Um. <laughs> so, and I finally got there. So I started off watching um, Next Generation because fairly recently, within the last 10 years, BBC Two had been repeating Next Generation. Um, and I'd seen the later seasons, which are very good. Yes. But I couldn't remember the f original season, first season, uh, or the earlier seasons. Because you so blanked them out of them, your mind because they were so crap. Yeah. So basically, I started re-watching them, um, and they're really very bad indeed. I do I like encountering problems. I said it got infinitely better when Gene Roddenberry died. Yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Encounter at Farpoint is all right. Yeah. It, 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 you, you really feel like it, it's um, they're just reheating dodgy 60s scripts mm -hmm. that yeah. weren't good enough to be made in the 60s. Well, there were um, leftover scripts. from free love stuff going on. Yeah. yeah the one where um, uh, Tasha Yar is like taken captive by uh, evil fuzzy wuzzies. <laughs> on um, like some dodgy planet is so racist it's not even true and I read the Wikipedia about it and it said that um, uh, Jonathan Frakes had tried to have that like deleted from the canon because <laughs> it's so bad he, he didn't want it repeated he never wanted it shown again because it was just so awful and then there's the other one where they go to the planet and it's all like um, these young kids running around and then um, where's like, gets uh, Wesley steps on some yeah, <laughs> Wesley steps on a greenhouse, and then he's <laughs> going to be tried for murder or something. It's just, but, but it's the, like they were they were all left over um, scripts for that Star Trek Phase Two they were going to yes. do, wasn't it? Yeah, and and it's really obvious that it's like Decker was Riker and Ilya yeah. was Troy and stuff, wasn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to about. Um, I got to... So I've seen Tasha Yard die. Skin of Evil. Yeah, so I've got oh, quite surprised. far into it. Which, that that's actually quite a good episode. Some of the episodes are actually not that bad. Do they mention at uh, Tasha Yard's funeral that um, she fucked Data? No. When I watched yesterday's Enterprise, and you know, when, they, when they bring her back, mm -hmm. okay, yes. the amazing thing with, with that is that when they break, like now with TV, they would make such a big deal about, oh my God, look, she's back. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in that episode, they literally just cut to her. Like, look, bang. Oh, yeah. okay. I haven't got that far yet. Oh, uh, that's that's that a really nice. good. If you look on um, YouTube, I was looking at um, this morning, um, there's some yeah. really good, like, um, uh, test footage when they were trying out different makeup for data. And, um, <laughs> Amazing. And, and there's, like, uh, one of the t ones they were thinking about doing was. Um, 
you know, two different colour contact lenses and different colour skins and stuff. It's, mm, yeah. it's really interesting. But then oh, when that. they're doing the um, the visor test shots for Geordie, you know, yeah. some of their hairstyles, he had like really long sort of like Rick James sort of like <laughs> ringlets and stuff on it. And, um, <laughs> Does he look like one of the first wind and fire? Yeah. <laughs> And there's a bit where they're, they're trying out different hairstyles on Riker, and then you get this really old, um, sort of like uh, Jewish-looking guy sort of licking his hand, like flattening down his hair. And um, nice. but it's all really weird because it's all done without any um, any sound. And um, oh, right. yeah, and they're trying out different hairstyles and uh, for um, Troy. And oh, I'll have to have a look for that. But there's well, also um, a makeup Riker test for without a beard. It's yeah. just the weirdest thing because yeah. he's so used to him having a beard. The first season when he hasn't got a beard. He just looks, it looks like when John Ketley shaved his moustache off. Um, it's just horrible, isn't it? Like, who is this man? Yeah. Where's, then, it, where's um, his sexual magnetism? another, de- like, the next decade doing, uh, getting, uh, giving Jonathan Franks the chance to do outraged eyebrow acting. Yeah. Wants, oh, what's the deal with the beard? What? Or, when I saw the other night, when Q went to him, oh, you were more fun before the beard. And he goes, you know. Well, I managed to convince Beck to watch um, Best of Both Worlds and um, yes. that followed up by First Contact. Mm, yes. um, we, pr- we pretty much did it all, all in one night. And she actually really got... She goes, when at the, at the end of the first part of Best of Both Worlds, she goes, is that it? Is that the end of Picard in, in, in Star Trek? And I was like, uh, well, of course uh, I yeah. It's a very good cliffhanger. It's an excellent cliffhanger, really. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really good because it's, it's a very um, Riker... Centric story as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, what I can't remember it? that. I I haven't seen that since it was on BBC Two in the nineties. Well, it's definitely worth watching because yeah. when you watch it uh, as an adult, um, there's a there's a bit in it where you know uh, Picard, as far as they're concerned, Picard's dead, mm. and R- Riker does a rally rallying sort of um, speech. speech to everyone, and yeah. um, and he was saying you know if if John if, if Captain Picard was here, he would say this you know would have some words along these lines. All I can say to you is, is you know, you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna do your best, brother. And and I was watching. I thought, well, that's a really good speech. But then when Guinan comes to him later on and say, you've got to step out of the shadow of of um, yeah. John Luke, and it's like, all oh, right, yeah. And you completely saw that speech in a different way. That it was almost like he still wasn't being his own man. And um, uh, and, really, really, and really love lovely sort of layering to it, and not much deeper than you you imagine it to be. And and the, and the fact that he only defeated the board by <clears throat> by not doing what he thinks Picard would expect him to do and, yes, and yeah. being his own man. It was yeah, really quite, um, yeah, it was deeper well, than I'm I thought it would be. I'm going to watch them all in order. I have, I, I got, I, I just got waylaid with watching the original series, which the first season is so much more enjoyable and fun than the first season of um, Next Generation. It's unbelievable, really. Yeah. It, it, in, for different reasons, because obviously it is quite kitsch and yeah. it is quite yeah. silly now, and some of the episodes are bunk. <laughs> but there's a few episodes which, uh, particularly Miri, I thought was amazingly good. Um, Miri so, and um, the Return of the Arch- Archons, Archons. Okay, go through the, what they're about. What happens on those ones? So, the, so Miri is. Um, it's the usual thing with Star Trek. They introduce an idea which then they then completely forget about and <laughs> don't explain for the entire rest of the episode or ever again. Yeah. So the op- 
the open pre-title sequence is them finding a planet which looks exactly like Earth. Oh, um, so they go there. It's exactly. It looks exactly the same as Earth. They can't believe it's exactly the same as Earth. They beam down. It's the same as Earth in like the sixties. Mm -hmm. um, but this. But then. <laughs> This creature, yeah, exactly. It's the backlot. I, I, when I looked up on Wikipedia, it's the backlot that was built for um, uh, Gone with the Wind, I think, or something like that. So basically, they, they beam down, and then this weird creature comes out that's like looks quite young, but also looks very old, and then it dies in front of them. And then they basically completely forget about the, the fact that it's meant to be set on this alternative Earth. Mm -hmm. And then, they, then the story is expounded upon that um, these children are the only people that are alive on this pl this planet Earth. Uh, and then they work out that the children are 300 years old because they were doing some kind of gene uh, uh, experiments that meant that once you get to a certain age, you die very quickly. Mm -hmm. So, And then this starts happening to Kirk and, and McCoy and Spock as well, possibly. Or it might not be happening to Spock because he's a Vulcan. I can't remember. But that's a really, really, really good science fiction episode. But as usual with Star Trek, like I said, they completely forget the main part of the plot device which starts the episode. And then you just think, why did they bother with that mm -hmm. prologue because it's just confusing. Yeah, just put it on another planet. And there's so many, yeah, there's so many episodes like that where you think, where is this going? Then the one I watched the other night, the, the Return of the Archons, Archons, I don't know how you pronounce it. So they go to this planet and, um, well, the, the pre-title sequence is Sulu and this other guy on the planet. And then this figure with a cape comes and touches them with his stick. Oh my. And then they're beamed up to the Enterprise, and Sulu is, like, really, like, blissfully happy, mm -hmm. um, like he's had a religious conversion, but the planet looks like, um, again, looks like 19th century America. So they go down there, and then you've got this weird sequence for, like, ten minutes, which is like, um, <coughs> which is like that film, The Purge? Right, yeah. So, so you've got all these people, so it gets to six o'clock, and you've got all these people in, like, this kind of pseudo-Victorian dress all suddenly going mad and, like, chucking rocks at each other and fighting. <laughs> so it's a really amazing, like, um, prologue and kind of sets the scene. And then the story after that goes completely crap. Okay, so these, the are, end, these are the episodes you, you picked out to say that these are the highlights <laughs> of, the, of the original series. Yeah. Like, um, it, but what I'm saying is it's still enjoying, but it's 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 like they always... It's like they have a great idea for an episode, and then when it comes to the last act, they've completely run out of steam with how to wrap up the episode. So this one, it turns out that, of, of course, it's a giant computer that's in control of everyone. So Kurt goes in, and he confuses the computer, and it blows up. Yep. And that's the end. And then they all, yeah, and then they're all back on the bridge of the Enterprise, and they all laugh at Spock. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. And then, but, yeah. but they invite people onto the bridge to join in with the laughter because that's normally what happens. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> what, what I think with the uh, original track, what, what I think with the original track is that you often get things where I think like sort of Roddenberry had said to lots of 
sort of cutting edge or well-established sci-fi writers at the time, you know, pitch us some ideas and use yeah. some ideas. And I C- think continuity I doesn't mean anything, Chris. So just every 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 week it'd be completely different. What, yeah. what we can and can't do. What the but then, I think is. it's that thing of they they you know developed ideas and then went right okay well now what can we realistically do in an hour mm. you know because yeah. that's obviously you know sitting on the edge of forever which Ross you were talking about before, before John came on as and is often held up as like one of the best Trek episodes ever and kind of you know all the rest of it Harlan Ellison who was very famous science fiction writer not quite ornery anyway was like forever complained forever complained he's like you know they screwed it up they screwed it up that's not what i wrote for them they mangled it up and i really think that that that's what you get with original trek is more that more than just going well let's just try all these crazy different wacky ideas Mm. and and let's just see what we can get away with in an hour and try this and then if the money runs out or (laughs) well just probably say something a bit controversial but i uh, I prefer the original crew in the movies. And I'd, I'd rather watch yeah. the Star Trek Definitely. movies than the TV series. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd rather watch the movies, but I do prefer their characterizations in the movies. Mm-hmm. I do really enjoy the, the original series because, nos- for nostalgia purposes, mm-hmm. watching like I watched um, uh, the Menage, uh, not the Menage. Nagery, what's it called? They they changed the um. It's the one that's the pilot, and then it becomes a two part episode in the first Ooh. season, um, which well, I can't I remember. It's the the menagerie. Is it the menagerie? Yeah, yeah. and and then the two parter, uh, isn't it? Yeah, but the the it had a different title, obviously, when it was the um, was was it called When No Man's Gone Before or something? No, like that's it? the war. Oh, maybe it was Cleves. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right, actually, Cleves. Yeah, so um. So that one is a really, really good two-part. Uh, that that's really actually that's one of the the best episodes. It's and really we've got well to remember written. that's the one where Christopher Pike's in the wheelchair with the lights yes, on it. Yes, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. that fan built for himself and just drives around in the street? <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> one of the best things ever. Yeah, it is um, the menagerie. It yeah. is the it, it, it um it is the menagerie. Cage was the original pilot, and then the menagerie was the redone. Well, the original pilot cage, yes. The so, that's, um, yeah. so yeah, the the cage was the first pilot. Then, where no man has gone before was the second pilot with mm-hmm. Jim Kirk okay. and and got rid of number one and had Spock instead of number one. Um, but basically, they still have the, it, that old doctor, don't they? Don't yeah, the old doctor who's really creepy oh. and um, who just is very weird mm-hmm. and just too old mm-hmm. to be on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I. I watched the episode and then the ending of the episode which i don't think it's a spoiler to give away the ending after 50 years mm-hmm. but basically um one there's a lady that's been on the planet that the captain has not captain kirk the other pike, captain the original pike. captain pike has fallen in love with and you see because of the way the planet is that that um the power of your mind you can control how people perceive you mm. she her kind of um her kind of disguise is taken away and you see that she's really like disabled and and crippled from when her um, spaceship crashed years before. And I could remember that really clearly, but like, like it was a dream Mm because I probably didn't see that since I'm sure I haven't seen that since the mid eighties, but 
within for about 20 minutes up to that point i was thinking is this the episode where the woman you see her it like revealed and then when i saw it i was like oh my god i can't have seen this since like 1985 86 which is when they repeated them on bbc2 yeah uh, when i li- still lived this before i lived in the farm stratford on avon so mm. we're talking when i was 7 yeah well <laughs> and they do s- certain particular scenes are really kind of iconic and do really stick in your psyche. Well, I think, yeah, the original, it, yeah, because I used to watch them all on BBC Two, and then when they were, when Sky first came out and they were showed them twice a day, I watched all of it through on the cycle there. So, yeah, all of these, they're all immensely familiar, and I think yes. my um, my sister said, if she ever hears any of the original series sound effects, it makes her feel sick, because... Yeah, was, the was, sound effects are amazing, aren't they? Yeah, but she was like, saying, because every day at six o'clock for her childhood, <laughs> that would be on TV, and yes. it was just like, why are we watching this? Um, yeah. But, just yeah, going back... Well, I've, got, I've got the sound effect here, I could probably um, play it in, you well, guys will be able to hear it. Oh, I will, this um, is good, please. Yeah, I will, I'll, I'll play it in, but um, for, yeah. for the listeners, so when you can I'll put that in the background, there we go. So we've got this playing in, in the background. Um, <laughs> what about the... Yeah, all of that's going on now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it, it, it's on a... Uh, how long is the track? It's five, six minutes long, so we'll have that going in the background. Um, the sound of the photon torpedoes was yeah. the sound effect of the alien... of the Martians from... Um, uh, the first War of the Worlds, oh, okay, 1953 cool. oh, Technicolor okay. film, which yeah. I learnt the other day from Wikipedia. But I think go, going back to the um, the original movies, I think uh, even the ones which are seen as the bad ones, you know, I've probably seen them so many times. Just what, five. Yeah, I've, probably, I've seen five. I've only ever seen that once. Yeah. Oh, but, I've seen five loads of times. Really? Yeah. yeah oh, I had, I had it on VHS. Funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I know, I know it is bad, but I still love them all. Parts you know? of it are actually quite good. What, what the, the bit where, where I hear a um, tempts those, those, those guys by stripping off naked and having... That's them. really bad. But the first scene, when, when you're in the kind of dust storm and Cybok or whatever his name is, is it yeah. Cybok? Yeah. I think so. Comes, comes out the sandstorm and there's that guy there. That's really good. Yeah. It's quite, the um, scenes with um, Spock and McCoy and um, Kirk round the campfire really good. Mm-hmm. And the scenes when they're kind of... Is there a scene where, like, Dr. Dr. McCoy's confronted by his dying mother? Yes. In, like, a kind of... Um, is it his mother or his father? I can't remember, I think it's though. it's his father, because doesn't he um, euthanise him? Yes. Yeah. But that's, like, a kind of... Cybok kind of regresses him, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, the, the ending is... is Bunk is bunkum, but no. um, some parts of it. Are quite I gotta say, yeah, the thing going in the guy's ear in Rougher Calm is, oh, is, is still a, the stuff of nightmares to me. Yeah, 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 two, yeah. Six are the are the pinnacles. Yeah, yeah. Two, two for me is. Well, I saw it again fairly recently. Um, Channel Four showed yeah. them all. On Sunday nights. John, is the only person alive who who has to rely on terrestrial television to show something (laughs) so he can watch it? Things always look better on the TV, please, rather than on DVD or on uh, VHS or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
and it it had a different effect to me than it's ever had before that last time I saw it and it made me really quite sad watching it and I don't know why it had usually it's a really good you know swash swash buckling but this, yeah it, it it is a romp but the 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 underlying motifs of like getting older yes. and death and Blah blah blah. Really affected me the last time. Probably. Well, yeah, and they and you do notice that they do. For the first time, I did think, God, they all do look quite old. Yeah. And McCoy particularly looks doesn't look great. He looks quite frail for all of the films. Yeah, but also he was the oldest, I think, at that point, wasn't he? Yeah, got to say that. He was the first to die as well. Yeah, he was the first to die. He was the first of the gang to die in the words of Morrissey. (laughs) We were we were just going to talk about Star Trek Beyond. Have you seen it yet, John? What? Uh, Which one is that? Is that the third of the new films? Yeah. Yes, Yes, I have seen it. Okay, because I I just want to say while we're talking about um, Deforest Cones, that you know. I do feel like um, uh, um, Carl Urban is one of the, the better um, yes. people in that form, right. like the, the closest to the original. However, the outfit he wears at the party at the end of Star Trek Beyond, you would ne- wouldn't see DeForest Kelly wearing any of that um, business. I, I was, it's a, so where's the cravat? Yeah, there's no cravat going on. <laughs> so what's the verdict on Beyond? For me, I enjoyed it as a kind of generic sci-fi film, but I didn't think it was very Star Trekky at all. How about you, Jay? Um, yeah, just well, just one sentence sentence summary. I felt oh, you can I can never do one sentence. <laughs> one sentence, please. <laughs> well, no, no, I just just wanted to it, have a quick well, quick just, summary first before we got into well, it. Just, when, when I saw it, where 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 I saw it, I don't think they projected it properly. <laughs> <laughs> Was it really, really fucking dark? I couldn't see what the chuff was going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly the same here. It's really dark, and I, I got a massive headache watching it. And, and <laughs> there was, was that bit when Idris Alba goes, Oh, well, if you don't do what I say, this will happen. And then basically starts sort of sucking the life essence out. And until he leans backwards and grabs those two people that are hanging down, I was like, oh, there's two people behind him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was really badly either yeah. lit, the, the projection was weird. I think it was but just so badly lit. I, was like, I have badly. no idea what's going on here. I have literally no idea what's going on. And the bit when Kirk was on a motorbike was just really uh, badly done. Uh, i got to say, I really enjoyed it. But yes. like I said, the, because the camera was constantly moving and it was so fucking dark. Yeah. I didn't know what was going. It was really hard to keep tabs on it, but I really I, enjoyed it. But I couldn't see it, and I didn't know what happened. <laughs> but I did. Yeah, I did think it was good. You know, it's one of those things that when you when it finishes, you feel like I just wish I could watch a series w- with these people in it because I, I they, think they're a good yeah. cast, and um and you know they're pretty yeah, they're pretty good stories, and the effects are great, and yeah yeah they just, do need more. Oh, hang on, another Star Trek song's just kicked in. Oh, I just turn that off. What? Uh, what? The I can't Trek. hear any of this. No, the Star Trek oh, end title. for it, John. <laughs> Am I going to have to listen back to this to uh, hear the, what's going on in the background? Yeah, you are. Yeah, okay. Oh, God. I thought that track would just finish, but just start playing the next one. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, for me, I don't particularly like Chris Pine as Kirk. Okay. Because I think his Kirk is nothing like. And especially watching back the original series now, 
the Kirk in the original series is nothing like how Pine is in the in yeah. the film. Shatner always looks like he's just about to crack up. Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> Shatner, you cannot under, understate how cool Shatner is. <laughs> Ever, in any situation. He, but he's someone he's, who, uh, as a, a young man and an old man, you would say they're not the same person. Basically, he always looks like he's had an allergic reaction. When I was away on holiday, I was talking Lily about this, and I said, he's one of the few people that's really successfully reinvented himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. He did that period where, you know, he's kind of, you know, he was Kirk, but now he was one of those people that really embraced his own ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Yes. And made a really good career out of going, yeah, like, I know I'm ridiculous. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but I feel like now you don't know who he is. He's like Hasselhoff. He's playing a... He's playing, a, he's playing yes. Yeah. But he's, he's doing better than, than... Is Hasselhoff still going out with that girl from Cardiff who worked in Grey? they're married now. Yeah. <laughs> George? George? George isn't, George isn't John's spirit guide, by the way. <laughs> she, I'll ask her in a minute. She'll know. Because we watched the documentary. Um, you probably didn't see it in England. There was a, a BBC Wales, of course, spent thousands of pounds on making a documentary about this girl and her relationship <laughs> with Hasselhoff because they've got nothing better happening in Wales to spend their money on. They could do a and, second um, series of John drives around and tramp around. I know that. A second series of that. They could do a first series of that, please. <laughs> well, I started um, pitching it to you. <laughs> but um, she, every scene with her, she just looks like she's dying inside, basically. It was so, it was the most traumatic thing to, that I've probably ever seen, um, where they, they'd gone out to L.A. and she was sat by this pool on her own and she didn't know anyone, she didn't see anyone, she didn't have any friends, but she was trying to make like light out of it and it was just like, you could tell that she just wanted to drown herself in this pool. Yeah. And then he turns up like a flaming clown. like In a trans uh, arm. Oh, he's such an idiot. And then... Did they? They did something where they were on on the pitch for the rugby or something like that, and he's like shouting stuff out in nonsensical Welsh. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Well, yeah. he's seen and Ross. We haven't spoken about it. I sent you the, 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 the like the poster for it. He was in like that thing called "Last Night a DJ Saved My Life," oh, God. which is basically a, a cheap Mamma Mia knockoff. Yes, and he's the he's the star, is he? Yeah, that's right. Where he plays a a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> That's current. From, from Ibiza, who's like big in Ibiza. Yeah. Or Ibiza. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it's kind of like, he performs like a number of the hits and, it's yeah. like, and the reviews are A man of his age should not be trying yeah. to represent exactly. himself as a DJ. Just said it's like, you can't tell if this is being done tongue, tongue in cheek or not. Mm-hmm. What is he? Because he must be 65 now. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um, oh dear! It's about time yeah. that he he um just took some man off the street and got uh and and got him to take his name and and um go out and like Michael Knight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew what you were getting at there. <laughs> he's um oh god, he's awful, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> just, um, what's the film that he's in that was in a that was a Star Wars copy with um. Oh, Christopher Plummer. It's really very bad. You must have seen it. It was always on 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 t- oh. uh, telly when we okay. were children. Someone's and I tapping think away baddie, quite loudly in the background. I think. Who's the talking? The baddie is the guy from um, 
the man from Uncle. Oh my god, I don't think I Robert, have seen this. Battle Battle Beyond the Stars or something. It's Hassel like Hoffman that. that I've heard of Battle Beyond the Stars, but I, I don't think, think, I think it. it's that. And it's the music is um the music bizarrely is by John Barry. The music is the best part of it. Yeah, but right. the rest of it is just like men wrapped in silver foil and like <laughs> And uh, it's just which it's brings crap. us back to Star Trek, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. So I'm looking okay. forward to um, I'm looking forward to some of. The, well, yes, I've seen. Um, so excitingly, the other night, I got as far as Space Seed, which I had no recollection of from when I was little. Which is the the story that introduces oh. Khan, yeah, yep. uh, Khan Singh. Um, and I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And uh, Ricardo Montalban is just so good in it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really you can see why it is a cult because that is well worth it. It's mm-hmm. it's a really 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 good episode. Um, Star Trek. I'm watching it back again. I really am surprised by how different Star Trek is to Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Very different. Yeah, yeah, so they're from a, you know, within a couple of years of each other. Yeah, similar era and you know sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, but they're two completely different programs. But it's sort of military, isn't it? You know, it's it's. I think that's the thing about Star Trek. Um, it, it's it's very much that whole thing of of, of with hierarchy. You know, there's a yes. captain, there's a first mate, and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, yeah. Dot two is is complete opposite to that, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like yeah. Um, it, oh, both I th- of them take very positive views on like human nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, I, th- I think it but, it, but it also expresses where the different countries were at, at that period in time. Yeah. You know, whereas um, England was very much you know going through sort of three and sixties and all that kind of stuff, where America still got that that's a strong sort of um, hierarchy and stuff. And you know, yeah, and all the stuff happened in England hadn't quite hit there. That all, all happened towards the end, of, uh, the end of the sixties, beginning of the seventies. So I think that's kind of is reflected in it. Um, yeah, it was. I just thought it was interesting comparing in my mind, really, that um, and just the different difference in technology as well. Like Star oh, Trek, it's just looks, money, though, isn't it? Yeah, it it does look really very glossy and very different. To I was work, just saying to know, James, I, I, can, I can watch. Um, most of uh, 60s Star Trek. I can't watch much of 60s Doctor Who anymore. No, 60s Doctor Who, it really is a um, an acquired taste. The, the early Hartnell stuff is so... It, it, it's just... It's more like a play that's been filmed than a yeah. television serial because mm-hmm. I never realised until quite recently that they... they particularly with Hartnell stuff. It's all filmed think, live, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was filmed live, but they had, like, they had studio time or, or, or production time for, like, four edits per yeah. show. So the it, cost to, it cost money to edit videotape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, so the cuts in Doctor Who are the vision mixer cut in between... Camera one, camera two, camera three. Yeah, so they just run around to a different set and stuff. So they? yeah, so it's 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 absolutely bonkers. And when you think of it like that, it is nuts that any of it actually even makes sense mm-hmm. because it must have been so hard to make. Um, whereas Star Trek, you can see, is all shot on film. There's there's expensive effects. You know, there's there's model shots. There's and, and some of it does look laughable now. 
but it is in a different stratosphere to early Doctor Who, which was very, very uh, just flying by the seat of their pants, really. Okay, guys. Should we, can we, should we go through favourite Star Trek series? Yep. Favourite Star Trek series? Okay, I'm going to go through some favourites. So. Oh. I, I would go Next Generation, James. Yeah, Next Gen, sorry. Having watched them all recently, it's still, it's still, that's my Star Trek. Mm. When I watched you know, proper during my teenage years, I, I that, am gone, Cleves. I was just say, apart from the first season, Next Generation would be one which I will nearly any any episode I would be able to watch all the way through. Whereas of the other ones, I would have to if I'm going to on Netflix, I'd be like, no, 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 yeah, watch that one. Whereas on yeah. Next Generation, pretty much everything's good. I don't know now. I watching Star, original Star Trek again. I am fonder of it than I thought I would be, and I and it's more. It's not as childish as I remembered it being. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, what annoys me is that the com- t- complete lack of continuity from episode to episode. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think is, um, yeah. they've got no, and, and it's just annoying that they've got no sense of a story arc or, you know, the last episode, all these people die. Like with, um, what's the, what's the one that, um, they're all taking the piss out of Spock at the end and they're all having a laugh. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's the one where they're on the, that, that stupid planet with the giant men. Galileo, we were just talking yeah. about that. Yeah. And it's like pe- lo- loads of people have died, and then <laughs> and then they're just all on the bridge at the end, and they're all like, ah, ha, 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 yeah. And it's like, what? Like 10 <laughs> minutes ago, you were all like, there's no sense of. Um, yeah, and also, like, that guy keeps coming <laughs> on again. We've got to go to the plague planet. Come on, let's go to the plague planet. <laughs> and then when they do it, they go, okay, ahead, walk factor two. You can go walk factor nine! You know, <laughs> yeah. why don't they going just, going I know they do it later on in Next Generation, they say, you know, everyone flying around super fast is fucking up the universe, but it's just if you can go really fast, yeah. and it, it makes no different from going, you know, a little bit fast, just go everywhere really fast, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's new Starfleet directive, yeah. go everywhere really yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. That episode um, for me was very poor. Um Oh, it's still one of my favourites. Throwing just... spears made out of the cardboard inner tubes of carpets. Yeah. <laughs> flying through the air with all the momentum of, like, a wet fart. And one just... of them hits them at one point. And it yeah. Just <laughs> uh, it's just that. That's very bad. And, mm. that, and that's the point where someone should have said, guys, we can't suspend. The viewers won't suspend their disbelief for this episode. It mm. does look shit. We've got to think of something else. Um, okay. Favorite Star so, Trek movie then? Oh well, it's it's got to be the Wrath of Khan for me. Yeah, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, uh, uh, for me it's four because it's what the one I saw at the cinema. Four oh. is probably my second favorite, and I'm so happy that um, Eddie Murphy wasn't in it. <laughs> universe, he is. Yeah. It is. It's beautifully made. It's really beautifully made. It's beautifully shot. It's really well cast. The effects are really good. Um, it does actually it's have really continuity. <laughs> it's got really good continuity. And then I enjoy Six as well, Undiscovered Country, because mm. that's the same director as Two, mm. Nicholas Mayer. Um, and then the next-gen films, I'm not really... Well, it's only First Contact's the only decent one, isn't it? So and first Contact's really not that good. 
It's mm. not great, is it? I... Well, again, it's but, but Picard is a different Picard to who he is in the TV show. Yeah, yeah but, but he's got he's got PTSD. So yeah, yeah, but they've never mentioned that before. Well, no, because, because no. he hasn't had to come face to face with the Borg again since. Yeah, I didn't really. I watched that one recently, and that was the first time I'd seen it since we watched it in college, clearly, so yeah. which shows how much work we did in college. <laughs> so we had a, a we had a TV and video in our in our studio that we watched it on. And for some reason, I remember us watching Warriors Gate, Doctor Who, as well, which I think yeah. you videotaped when you were at home. Yeah. Um, so first contact starts well. I still think it's really good. What. I really like the start when the thing's in his eye and then you think it's a dream and then it's still a dream. Like, that's really good. And then, you know, you go straight into the battle. But I think the thing is, the battle looks so rubbish. When you see the battle in um, the first um, J.J. Abrams Mm. um, film, like, that looks like a space battle. Things, you know, things all over the place, upside down, back back to front, like space would be. All the spaceships don't have to be on the same... You know, that's the the mistake they make, is all, all the spaceships are on the same plane. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, plane. Right, they'd be all over the place. Mm. And there's only about three spaceships. It's like, we're going to go and meet the fleet. They get there, it's Worf in some, like, shuttlecraft. The Defiant. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, that I've never heard of. And oh. then, um, and then a load of leftover models like the Excelsior from from the Search for Spock or something. Yeah. And that's that is the fleet. It's no wonder you're in trouble, guys. It's like, <laughs> is that all it's got to defend Earth with? Okay, best Star Trek captain. Oh, that's difficult, isn't it? Gotta be Kirk for me. <laughs> See, I've never seen Voyager, so I can't. I couldn't oh. say Janeway. I've never. I know. I don't think it was on terrestrial TV, was it? Yeah, it was. Well, I don't think it was. Was it? it was. No, I don't. Yeah, I, th- I think Sky had it by then. Oh, um, uh, right. Sweet no, Everett Sky. But realistically, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Captain Kirk. Well, it's it's a tough fight between Picard and Kirk, yes. isn't it? Yes, because yes. they're so different. And I do think... Who would you rather uh, have as your captain on your ship? Picard. Oh, okay. Do you reckon he'd keep you safer? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd get on with him better. I think Kirk's a bit... I think Kirk's a bit hard to get on with, maybe. But I do think what Pat- Patrick Stewart did with Picard after Kirk, to to make a role like that, I think is exceptional. Well, and to make to it, play so, it different. so differently. Yeah, yeah because... You could have just had another Kirk, which effectively is Riker. But I think, uh, I think, but I think he did a job not to a good job not to be another Kirk as well, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Riker yeah. in season one, which is where I am at the moment, is a bit of a wet lettuce and a bit kind of a bit just weird, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just think Patrick Stewart is brilliant as I Picard. I've got to say something which. When I was younger, I thought Data was a brilliant character, and watching yeah, that, yes. I just think <clears throat> I just I just don't like him. <laughs> and it was just <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like have the Data. Like Data. After you yeah, the Spider Femmes are, are out to get us. He's, uh, <laughs> I do wish that those characters had had a better send off than Star Trek Nemesis, mm-hmm. and oh, I think they deserved. I think they, you know, much if you think how old the original. Crew when they brought them back for their movies, they're still young enough to come back for 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't well. think it lets them happen. They could use them, but I think from like. Well, I was thinking about it the other day, knowing we were going to do this. And I thought, when you think about Generations now, Generations is dreadful. Mm-hmm. It's Which so one is bad. Generations? With, um, the, the, first, the first one, one with Kurt. Yeah, it's, it's very it's bad. It's awful. When you think the potential that they have there, it's like yeah. next generation finishing, and finishing so well as well. You know, um, yeah. all good things. Well, great last episode. So that's finishing on a really good high. And now you can yeah. finally bring like Kirk into it and all the rest of it. And that's what they went with. That was the best story they could come up with. Is that like, oh, it's just really, really low budget thing? Yeah, but, yeah. It but is. it was good to see the Enterprise D on the big screen. Um, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I, I think th- th- that's probably my favourite Star Trek um, ship, the Enterprise wow. D. Wow. Oh. Always NCC one seven zero one A for me, or or all the first. The one in the, the first one. three films, yeah, with the blue reflector thing, rather than the you know the one in the original series. Yes, it's but like I just the... thought generation. Go on, please. I was going to say, it's, if we talk about ships, it's either the Enterprise D or the um, the Enterprise in the Abrahams films. I think they look good. Oh no, I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite was always the Reliant. I love the Reliant. I thought that was a great looking ship. I'd like to be captain of the Reliant. Or the, um, the science ship in um, Star Trek Three that gets blown up by the Klingons. That's a funny looking. Well, I think that's well. something which me and Becca both decided um, because a lot of Star Trek is a little bit shonky. But I think what the appeal is and why it's so successful is I think everyone who watches who likes it wants to be in Starfleet. I think yeah, it's ultimately like yeah, that. If if I could have any job, I'd, I'd want to be on one of those ships doing one of these jobs. Yes. I think yeah, that definitely. that's what the the attraction is, and I think you know, same with Doctor Two. People like it because they want to go in, go off and, and have those adventures in well, adventures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as as we know, Ross, yeah. with Armstrong episode, which is kind of like almost like the forbidden one now, <laughs> where we were digging out all stuff from your past and you got really really drunk. Yeah, that 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 you identified yourself as a teenager as um, a religion <laughs> officer. Religion officer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I was toying with becoming Christian. <laughs> that's when I went on a camp and read a uh, read a booklet by Chris Akabusi. <laughs> <laughs> and they they, they, they passed around. Hmm? And you'd seen the and then you'd seen the Nicky Cruz movie. Yeah, and also um, I've been reading those um, comic books about the. Uh, about the um, the rapture and getting a bit frightened. Oh, but but they, they handed round the uh, the um, the wine and the. And the... About when he got religion, nearly. <laughs> when was this, Cleves? That's when I was on Christian camp, and then. No, but what year was this? Oh, okay. Um, uh, 1991? 1991. When, when was um when was Brian Adams number one? With, when um... was Brian Adams number one? George? Yeah, that would turn anyone to Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, but, um, but I, I went into the special tent where they were doing um, communion and the, the cup then came round to me and I went, no, I can't do it, and it ran out. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, when I was 10, uh, 1988, me and my mother went to a Star Trek convention in the oh. Metropole, Hotel Metropole in Coventry. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it was very, very weird. And I can't remember much about it, except that I met Sylvester McCoy there. Yeah. Uh, and no, I had no idea why he was there, considering it was a Star Trek uh, convention. But um, I think Patrick Stewart... The thing was that I had never... At this point, I hadn't seen Next Generation. So there was a lot of Next Generation stars there. And I didn't know who any of them were, so I wasn't interested in, in any of them. Mm-hmm. And there weren't any stars there from the classic series. So it was a bit of a weird convention. But um, I joined a club, which was called the USS Farragut. Yeah. Um, and basically you had to... Um, you got it's it's so like lo-fi now when you think about it. You had to like create a, a kind of um, profile for yourself. Yeah, we've been James have both done this that. as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to write it all down, send it into this magazine, and then you'd be added to the database of this spaceship. Yeah, um, which obviously didn't exist, but I think it was run by a woman called Fiona in Wolverhampton or something like that. <laughs> And then she would write fan fiction stories and send them send them out in like A five little booklets. Yeah, we both did exactly um, the same thing. James, it's like James was a Klingon. It's the cutest thing you can imagine. Yeah, you can't. It's just the kind of fandom that is gone completely now, isn't it? Because it's all people saying squee over photos of um, yeah Benedict Cumberbatch, and you don't see like the the charm of where's the the photocopies. Oh, I, lo- I just love the thought of I just feel sorry for myself being 10 years old it's like, it sounds like the loneliest club you could ever join well, John you should listen to that episode um, I'll send you a link to it with me. we go through all of my Star Trek fan club stuff and, like, we, we, and um, all the sort of the fan letters uh, sort of pen pal letters I had with some girl who was at university yeah, I knew nothing about this. And yeah. how old are you at this point? I was, I was probably... 17. Uh, yeah. So it must have been like 16, 17. <laughs> yeah. And basically, we found out... I, I was astonished, John. He'd never told me about this. And it basically, <laughs> this girl writing to him, sending him pictures of, of uh, Starfleet officers in bondage. <laughs> right? And clearly desperate for Ross to go up there and give her one. And yeah. Ross went, oh, I didn't know what to do. And I was <laughs> outraged at him and disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably just um, working out my, my standing orders from as a religion officer. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably putting all your sleeper CDs in alphabetical <laughs> order. <laughs> and uh, wearing pyjamas and a straw hat to college or whatever it was you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to go to a Star Trek convention, us three. Yeah, we should do, shouldn't we? Yeah, they're going to be. I'd be up for it. Yeah. I think I'd rather go to a Star Trek convention than a Doctor Who convention. That's a that's a big shout, John. You because because it'd be I'm... more mental, but there'd be fewer people there. Because Doctor's <laughs> Doctor's um, too mainstream now. So going to a yeah. Star Trek convention now is like going to a Doctor Who convention. In, Contemporary in Doctor Who, I'm ambivalent at best too right. nowadays. So when I went to um, Comic-Con, dresses sloth out of the Goonies the other day, um, <laughs> I had this person st- dressed in a, Star- a lady in a Star Trek uniform kept coming up and talking to me, and I was like, go away. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> she said, well, oh, you look hot away. in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> weird. Yeah, no, we should do that. Um, oh, I was going to say something then, and uh, I can't remember. Oh, uh, there's a bit. I could. Do you want some gossip from Doctor Who that oh, yes. can't be broadcast? 
Uh, after we finish recording. Oh, okay. Go sorry, on. sorry, oh, sorry, goodness. listener, listeners. Yes, because I've done more. I've done more um, pictures for Big Finish, so I've had more gossip. Oh, oh okay, right. Well, we'll do that offline. Yeah. Okay, well, that might be a good place to, to finish then. I think we went off the rails a bit there, but um, <laughs> happy fiftieth anniversary, um, Star Trek. I remember yeah, your twenty-fifth Star Trek. Yes, long, lo- long may you continue to boldly go. Or yeah. live long and prosper, Star Trek. So I'm nice. just gonna now. I get this music going back and up, and then I'm going to. So, um, just to say, um, please could you uh, main thing today? I would like everyone to do go on iTunes and give us a little review and try and get yeah. someone else to download an episode of it. So that yeah, that's yeah. it. And go to creeperarmstrong.com for more stuff. So, thanks, that, thanks for downloading and listening in, people. Yeah. We hope you're well as always. And until next time, farewell. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs>